4: I'm RJ Bell with the sports betting headlines for Monday. Theme of the week, Kansas City is the best team in the NFL. And we know number two and three, Saints and Pittsburgh in some order. The question is, who is number four? Who is team number four? What we know for sure is it's probably not Tampa Bay. They got beat by Kansas City. Bucks cover, but did not look good enough to be that fourth team. Saints, they won. That was fairly easy. And we finally answered the question, how valuable is having an NFL quarterback? We saw with Denver, you need one. Pittsburgh, the top three for sure. They're rescheduled now for Wednesday. Will that game be played even this week? And then finally, another possible fourth-best team, Seattle. They're on Monday Night Football, favored by six and a half at Philadelphia. Here comes a full hour of the Vegas Truth, covering all that and more. You're listening
0: to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is straight out of Vegas, with the voice of Vegas. Your host, RJ
1: Bell. Give me
4: You heard it. I'm R.J. It's a Monday, the day of the aftermath, as we say, live from Las Vegas, live on 225-plus FSR stations across this great, great nation. In studio, Steve Fezzik, after a long vacation. Long. Did you... uh, Anyth- I mean, when you have almost a week off, what do you do? Just just sitting at home? Gain a lot of weight. You, just around the house? All right. Yes. Sports betters listen for the money. Sports fans to know more than their buddies. Now, what's our goal today? Our goal is to figure out in an hour what the heck this last week was about. What do we know now we didn't know before? And by the end of this hour, you're going to know more. And that, to me, is the best promise we can make you. He's a fan. He's my favorite fan in L.A., Jonas Knox.
3: Always good to be here, RJ. And yes, on a day in which we've got a game being moved in the NFL reportedly yet again. We've also got Monday Night Football from Philadelphia coming up later on tonight. What is the Vegas lead, though, on this Monday?
4: I think what sports bettors and serious analytics people feel versus the casual fan, that one of the strongest discrepancies, differences— Is the casual fan, if you ask 100 of them, who's the best team in the NFL, you're going to get, I don't know, 50 that say Pittsburgh? Maybe even more? Half? More? If you ask professional betters, there's hardly one that's going to say anything other than Kansas City. Kansas City is considered the best team by the betters. Fez, you agree with that, right? I do. So I think they're, in a way, demolition, at least – almost, of Tampa before they let off the gas maybe too early was the story of the weekend. I think we start there.
3: Yeah, and it was the Super Bowl champion, the defending Super Bowl champ, Kansas City Chiefs, going on the road, improving to 10-1 and yesterday after a 27-24 win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
4: All right, so this is a tale of two games is one way to start this. Fez, you are one of the people I'd say to a negative, in my opinion, that you are so, we'll call it nuanced, I would say some, you know, in some ways subjective, oh, that touchdown counts because it was this, and that one doesn't because it was that, and that first quarter doesn't count, but that fourth quarter doesn't count. There doesn't seem to be rhyme or reason to it. Now, you, somehow it makes sense to you. How much do we look at Kansas City's early domination, and how much do we say, you know what? Tampa Bay covered the spread. They exceeded expectations.
5: Yeah, I was going to upgrade Kansas City. I was oh, thinking whoa. about now it. Now we're hearing about your
4: machinations, the back and forth in your own mind. All right.
5: Oh, all right. But I didn't. All right. Because I think it was a weakness that it all came so easy for Kansas City. They really, you nailed it. They let up in this game. Tyreek Hill went for over 200 yards. He's doing backflips into the end zone. Well,
4: he, he had 200 yards like in the first like 20 minutes of the game. It or was something.
5: crazy. Yeah. And. Then Kansas City, it seemed like they felt like, well, we just have to show up in the second half. And they did very little offensively and they let Tampa Bay back in the game.
4: Okay, so Fez, you did a good job of defining why there's a question, right? So we pride ourselves on straight out of Vegas that we pick up where the other shows leave off. The question's been stated. What's the answer?
5: All right. I think the answer is that I'm not upgrading Kansas City, and here's why. What was obvious is Tom Brady threw two bad interceptions in the third quarter. What I saw, he could have thrown a third. He threw a pick six that just got dropped by Kansas City. Brady, for whatever reason, was just horrendous for 15 minutes last night. And by the time Tom Brady showed up in the fourth quarter, it was too late.
4: Okay, did you hear an answer in there, (laughs) Jonas?
3: Uh, uh, No, I I heard a uh, justification (laughs) for uh, no movement in his rankings.
4: Yeah, so so I think I can—let me be the interpreter here. I think what we can say is this. When Kansas City is focused and playing hard, Kansas City's by far the best team in the NFL. They tend to be flatter— than most NFL teams, if not every NFL team, meaning I haven't seen an NFL team in years that flipped the switch like this, meaning that they played at a certain level sometimes and at another level other times. And to me, those teams typically don't win Super Bowls. But we've got a team that's better than most of those flip-the-switch teams. They're, they're, they're just so much better that they seem to be able to do it. The question is, when would it hurt them? Right, Because the theory is, oh, if you lose a game like the Raiders did, which obviously they were flat, a team that's not used to ever having a game, they could maybe not play super hard and still win. Those teams struggle in those spots. Giants, you could say, fell into that spot. When you're favored in a way that you're usually not as an organization, it's hard to know how to do just enough to win. Right. But Kansas City, they do it within a game. I mean, in theory, they were ready for this Tampa game because look at the way they came out. I thought they might have been flat. I like Tampa. I won with Tampa, got lucky with Tampa. But it was because it felt like Kansas City let off the gas. And to do that within a game, I'm not sure I've ever seen a team that kind of flip the switch. Oh, yeah, you know, I know we've only played about mm, less than half this game, but we're going to take it easy from here. Now, obviously, we're not talking about being on your phone, or calling your mom up. We're talking about 99.9% or 96 But that difference in the NFL is a big difference. So to play devil's advocate, and we'll move on to the next topic here, on one hand you could say it might cost them a few games, Kansas City here or there, but it won't cost them any game that matters. Because when a game matters, they're going to be there. And you could say last year's Super Bowl – and the run-up to it, they had times even in the games they weren't seemingly focused, but they still got there. All right, that's one side. On the other hand, you could say, say if the Raiders had completed one pass last week, they would, uh, Mahomes wouldn't have gotten the ball back. Right, there was a certain spot, one pat. So to some degree, the way a team like Kansas City loses is they get into this laxadaisical spot – and then the other team makes one big play and you're done. And it just feels like if Kansas City played hard every game, all game, or even played as hard as a typical best team in the NFL, I don't think they even are in a spot to lose a game. Meaning if you kind of say we're going to win every game by more than a touchdown because then one play won't ever beat us, I'm not sure Kansas City could be beat easily. You know, I mean, it could be, but it'd be a long shot. Here, they're letting so many teams stay within one game. It's a bad habit to get into because it takes just one amazing play – and the game's over.
5: Absolutely. And we saw at the very end of the game when the lead got cut to three, it was almost like Mahomes was like, all right, we got to go ahead and get some first downs. I'm willing to run the ball now. And he scrambled twice, not once, twice for first downs. And they ran the clock out, something he wasn't doing the whole second half when they had the lead.
4: Which was smart for him not to do. Because yes. because one thing we talk about with running quarter, and this is why it's not a simple answer. When we talk about running quarterbacks, we always say, where's the high leverage plays? Where are the plays that, yes, when you run the ball, you're taking a risk, but the risk is worth it because it's a high leverage. It's, the stakes are high enough. Right? If you're beating a team like Tampa bad, you probably don't want to risk your quarterback. If, if Mahomes ran and got hurt, what would the postmortem be? Oh, my gosh, how dumb was that for there to be a play that he could run? I'm talking about things more than that. I'm talking about just, I mean, Kansas City could have put on their backup quarterback if they played hard. In theory, they're going to get more points in the second half than they did. Yes. Right? So it's a, to me, it's a habit you get into. And I just feel like if Kansas City stays in this habit, the odds of them winning the Super Bowl go way down. They still are probably the favorite. But, Fez, think about this. What's the current Super Bowl number in Kansas City? I'm R.J. Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. Current Kansas City Super Bowl. Chiefs plus 275. All right, so about 3-1. to If I told you that you knew from here on Kansas City was going to play hard every game, the whole game – that's the easiest bet you've ever made. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they're probably better than 50% at that point. Yeah, like, and they're going like, to be. Plus 100 instead of And they're going to be
5: monster favorites against everyone except for at Pittsburgh that still, I think, be a tiny favorite.
4: Okay. Now, the question is, at the current effort level of Kansas City, 3-1 to one or plus two plus 275 sounds about right.
5: Yes, and maybe, you, even you a still in a, maybe even a little inadequate.
4: Okay. Yeah. So think about that, Jonas, is if we answered one question with Kansas City, and that one question was, and the answer was, they're going to play hard from here on out, which, again, professional athletes making a million dollars plus a game, some of them, probably that should be the assumption. It hasn't been. And, Jonas, you're kind of the historian here as a fan that remembers stuff from 20 years ago. What's the last NFL team that you've seen that has such hot and cold effort level is Kansas City
3: I can't think of an NFL team I can only think of an NBA team and it's the Warriors Um, and I actually think if Kansas City had beaten the Raiders in their first matchup and they were undefeated right now Mm. they'd be playing much harder all the way through because they'd have something to play for they'd be trying to go perfect in a season much like the Warriors were trying to do when they were trying to break the 72 win season Mm -hmm. and ultimately we saw how that worked out but this feels like a team that knows they're just better offensively than everybody else and you watched yesterday and my big takeaway was it's similar to how when you watched ohio state play michigan over the past few years it was so obvious who had the better players who was faster who was just the better team when you watch tampa bay's
4: offense in comparison to kansas city it's not even close no doubt but still kansas city is not that big of a favorite i mean we've had multiple teams this late in the year with better odds than plus two seventy five, no doubt. Yes. So I mean, in a weird way, we're saying this is the most talented team, perhaps we've had in you know ten years, maybe. But they're not that big a favor. There's only one reason: the hot and cold effort level. You agree, Fez?
5: I agree. I also think the fact that they may not get a buy is a big deal here. No, they have to uh, play
4: an extra playoff game. Oh, oh! But how? Explain that to me. How's it? So there's the number one seed's the only seed that gets a buy. Pittsburgh, in theory, has an inside track. Now, do we know if Pittsburgh loses one game? Who's likely to win that tiebreaker? I, I don't. I would have to look that up. I, I need yeah. to check on that. I guess it would matter who Pittsburgh loses to, right? Ultimately, if it was an NFC team, I'm guessing would be the key. All right, so we'll we'll look into that. But to me, Fez, I think that what you're saying runs. In, in a way contradicts what we've seen from Kansas City, which is we've seen them say, ah, don't matter. Remember when LeBron was the four seed with Cleveland in the East his last year with Cleveland? Everyone sure. was like going, oh, my gosh, LeBron, he, eh, doesn't matter. Well, I got to go and win at Boston. Uh, you think Kansas City's really worried? You no. might think they are. I don't think they are. Well, they still got to win one more game. And, but what I'm saying is they think they can win any game they decide to show up for. So in a weird way, if they thought like you, they would be playing harder all the games, yes. but then they wouldn't be who they are either. So that's always the challenge. If only that great looking guy that is also has an IQ of 140, if only he worked as hard as the guy that came from the gutter. No, it doesn't work that way typically, right? You've got one or the other. What we found is what makes sports so American in a way, I think, or at least American sports, is that if you have the super talent versus the okay talent, the okay talent that works as hard as anybody usually prevails. I mean, you think about it, Mahomes, we don't want to put him into the Jeff George or all these old-time quarterbacks that had great arms but weren't winners, didn't try really hard, it seemed. Because Mahomes already has a win, a Super Bowl win. But Tom Brady... All you got to do is look up on Google his picture at the draft. I mean, he looked like a guy that, <laughs> that a good-looking girl probably wouldn't have been all that anxious to be at the beach with her, thinking, oh, I'm going to tell everyone this is my uh, step, stepbrother, the pasty stepbrother. And, but somehow he is the greatest, Tom Brady, the greatest football player that's ever played by most accounts. So Mahomes is this weird hybrid who has all the talent in the world who seems willing to flip the switch – but he also has the grit to win a Super Bowl. So I don't know where to put Mahomes in the mix of Tom Brady, little talent for the NFL right at that level. But he's the hard work, hardest worker maybe. He's here. Peyton Manning was all about work. Sure, There's a lot of gangly six, five guys or whatever. He put in the work. We've never seen a quarterback really. not. I mean, look at an Aaron Rodgers. You could say there's the prototype of one Super Bowl, massive talent. But it doesn't seem like the guy watching film Saturday night at 12.30 p.m. or a.m. And Mahomes, last question, Jonas, we got to run, but where's Mahomes at on that spectrum? It seems like he doesn't fit naturally like almost every other quarterback, where if it's talent and effort level, Brady, you know where he goes. You know where most of these guys go. Where does Mahomes go? I don't. He's just a little bit of everything.
3: I don't know what he does poorly. That's that's the thing he can and you Fes pointed it's not, it out be consistent
4: maybe yeah I mean may, maybe there's that but, I but mean, he's even, consistent though that's the funny thing his stats are consistent the team isn't
3: yeah it's it's a weird it's a weird thing and I don't know if it's it's the fact that their offense can go up and down the field and score so quick and so therefore their defense is out there more often but we haven't seen anything like this I I don't think ever
4: all right here we go <laughs> I will say this to you Jonas is. If you look at the time of possession, I'm going by memory here, I think that Tampa only had the ball 23 minutes, so Kansas City also had the time of possession yesterday. So certainly, at least in yesterday's game, wasn't the issue. What we know is Mahomes is now the clear favorite to be the MVP. We're going to go through the odds of the MVP, including Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers.
3: He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio.
1: Straight out of Vegas!
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Outta Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
4: i'm rj bell we are straight out of vegas and i'm
3: jonas knox voice of you the fan coming up here in just a couple of moments we will continue to take a look back at a very busy weekend in the national football league
4: yeah and if you look at tom brady and we'll look at the bucks here after looking at kansas city in the first segment four games left very interesting who they play it might be one of the Most underrated schedules. One of the most sneaky, difficult schedules to finish the year for Tampa. Good day to join us. This is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year plus. We thank you so much for the support. And we'll keep working super hard to make this the best football season yet. You can listen on 225 plus. We added Phoenix last week. Stations across the country. Just go to FoxSportsRadio.com if you want to see a list or listen to the streaming there right here in Las Vegas on the Strip. 65 degrees. The neon is pumping.
3: So, RJ, we talked about the Kansas City side of things yesterday. They get a big win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 27-24. Now we turn our attention to Tampa Bay, who finds themselves at 7-5 and five, heading into a late bye week here, and then they finish up with four more games after that.
4: So let me ask you, Jonas, as a fan, how do you rank – Tom Brady's performance this year overall versus expectation?
3: I would put it at about what I expected.
4: Okay, so if you look at QBR, Tom Brady's QBR is 13th in the league. All right, so that's a, a real good quarterback rating uh, from ESPN is QBR, and 13th is you know, obviously better than average. His expected points, if you remove... Blowout games, which I like to, because blowouts can be deceiving, and you don't remove the whole game, just a part of the game that the blowout's happening in. Brady's were a tenth, so tenth in one ranking, thirteenth in the other, two good rankings. I would say Brady is about you know dozen, dozenth best quarterback. Fez, you agree with that? Yep, number eleven in my list. Okay. So, oh, you were happy to say, all right. Now, here's the question. What did you expect? What was the over-under for Tom Brady's, let's say, QBR or or general ranking on the season for you, your expectation? 19 going into the year. I remember that. So, by really, let's be candid. The distance from 19 to 12 is 7. From 12 to 5 is 7. So, if Brady somehow were the fifth-best quarterback, it would be like, oh, my gosh, what a surprise. Don't we have to agree going from 19 to 12 is, is is a lot of improvement over expectation? Oh, absolutely. I think you want to bet against me with this, too. Perhaps. Now, but here's the point, though, is Brady has exceeded expectations. Now, has that felt like the conversation? No. And here's my question, Jonas. You are our official observer of the media <laughs> you are trying to create a revolution from the inside as they say yeah. why is the conversation not Tom Brady's really doing better than we expected what's wrong with the rest of the team or maybe Brady's doing better than we expected and and Tampa's doing just fine it what f- why 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 is it different
3: uh, it feels like the people are almost offended that they're not running rough shot through the NFC because that was where they had them picked before the season. And to me, I think he's better than he was last year in New England, and I I don't think he's a top 10 quarterback. Um, I felt like he was going to be a a, a 10 through 20 type quarterback this year just based on his age and all that. But it feels like some people in the media forgot about – what they saw the past two years from Brady and are focused on the seasons before that where he was setting records and throwing for 500 yards in the Super Bowl against the Eagles. But the reality is the Brady we've seen the past couple of years is who he is at this point. He just now has better uh, surrounding weapons and better pieces around him.
4: I would make the case that if what you're saying is true, and I think it is for some, that Brady's again exceeded expectations. If you say, I think he's 10 to 20, or that's what you thought coming in, and he's 12... And I don't think you disagree with that 12 too much, do you? No, not at all. So then Brady's at the top end of his reasonable range. Agreed. And so this is a weird combination where, on one hand, unreasonable expectations by some people in the media has made it where it seems like Brady's maybe not doing as well as he should, except in truth, with reasonable expectations, he's exceeding those expectations. I also believe the following— that if Tom Brady didn't forget, Belichick had a coach that will seem to be aware of Brady's talents and be willing to adjust the offense around it. You give him the weapons he has with Tampa, because to me, there's two factors that are different from last year: the coach and the players around him. The coach is a huge drop off. I don't think you can make an arrow red enough to point down enough to say, in my opinion, from Belichick to Bruce Arians. But I think the equal arrow is pointing up when it comes to the talent of the players around him. At yeah. least, especially on the offensive side, the playmakers are amazing, and thus Brady's here. Got expectations that are unreasonable from some. He's playing well in a new system, and as funny as it sounds, Bruce Arians to say, "Well, uh, we got to get some practice in." And, you know, like there's apparently there's twelve practice days left for this team after the pie or whatever, and. I, People are making fun of Bruce Arians for saying that, but a first in a COVID year, we've never seen a new quarterback have to come in. And, and, and how he's going to do. Right? So to me, it makes sense that they're going to evolve as the season progresses more than most teams because they weren't ready to start the season because they had a new quarterback and they didn't have enough prep time because of COVID.
5: And Brady never seemed to have hit a stride with Ronald Jones or Fournette, who Fournette they brought in during the year. So the two running backs, remember when he was with New England, that little flick to James White, pick up the first down, was like so routine for Brady. And he's really struggled with these short passes. His running backs are dropping them.
3: It's also by far and away the best team he's ever had inside his own division in the New Orleans Saints. It's not even close. Mm. It's it, I think it's the best quarterback play he's ever had in a division. If you go back to all those years in the AFC East, and I just you guys have talked about this before. How w- there's a lot of differences between you guys as professionals and guys like me who are terrible at gambling, but we do it because <laughs> it's fun. And one of the th- the aspects of it that you guys have talked about is how. Guys like us, guys like me, and majority of the people listening right now, when we lose a bet, we take it personally, and we are out to get that team afterwards. So we're going to bet against them. We're, and that's a, that's the truth. And people are probably nodding right now because they know exactly what I'm talking about. It feels like people in the media had unrealistic expectations of the Buccaneers, and because they're not living up to what their prediction was before the season, they have a vendetta against
4: them now and are coming down really hard on them. Mm, that's Plus, let's be candid. Most people that rise up to be in the national media in one way or the other were the most talented at something in a very small pool. If it was some high school with 72 kids in the class or whatever, they were the guy and then or the gal. And, as, and I think it's less with gals because gals have— uh, women have enough challenges in the media that it seems like the ones that do bust through— uh, have special talents because they gotta you know they have to overcome other biases it seems uh in today's you know even in today's modern era I think that's true though it's better than it used to be but then when they reach the highest level it's like they're not the most talented they're not the smartest they're not the best looking and you see a guy like Brady, who's an international star—the kind of guy that could be in Florence, in Italy, and be mobbed by the paparazzi, just like he could in Japan, and just like in Lincoln, Nebraska. Where these guys, there's a, just an envy to it, I think. And whenever a real star starts to falter, Jonas, the knives come out. Oh yeah, right. They've, they, people yeah. have been waiting to put those knives in, yeah. and they come out, no doubt. But here's the thing. And Colin right here on FSR has got this right. Coming into the season, Tampa Bay's over-under to win games in the regular season was nine and a half, a little bit towards the over. So you had to pay a little extra for the over. So really, they said either nine or ten wins. Well, what's the record right now, Fech? Seven and five. All right. So if they win two games, they fall a smid short of expectations of the four. Three games, they exceed it. Agreed? Agreed. And their final games... Are against Atlanta twice, twice against Detroit and against Minnesota. Minnesota. Now, let's think about this a second. If you add up the records of these teams, Atlanta and Atlanta again, and Minnesota and Detroit, you're thinking this is one of the easiest four game stretches you're ever going to have. If you just look at the record, on the other hand, Atlanta probably, Fez, I'm guessing in your rankings, is somewhere between 15th and 18th. Correct. Where, where are they? 18th. All right. And <laughs> I'm guessing Detroit's really low, All right, no doubt. Yep. But I'm thinking Minnesota's even above Atlanta. 12th. So on one hand, these are two of the teams in Tampa got to play, or three of the games, twice Atlanta, are the on the all underrated. <laughs> If you go to the bar and ask Barney, you ask Freddie Fanny Pack, how good's Atlanta? Oh, well, they got three wins? And you ask the same thing about Minnesota. Minnesota had two return touchdowns against them in two plays <laughs> yesterday, and still won the game against a good Carolina team, or fairly good. I tell you, it's very possible that the Tampa finishes one and three. Mm. I, mean, I, it's, I mean, you wouldn't give me 10-1 to 1 on that, would you? No, no. All right. So let's shift gears and talk about Green Bay because I said the challenge here is going to be who's the fourth best team. So Jonas, tell me if you agree with this. Kansas City one, Pittsburgh two, Saints three, and we'll do the Saints three, assuming they're going to get Aaron, or uh, they're going to get back Brees. Drew Brees and. I think the odds are they will. Though I hear some whispers, they they know he's not coming back. I don't know, right? Have you heard those whispers, Jonas?
3: I have not. Uh, I've heard that he's planning on coming back. Um, w- at what point this season? Whether it's you know uh, it's to start the playoffs or whatnot. I have heard that he that the plan all along is for him.
4: Yeah. So we'll see. And this is not well reported at all. But what I heard from a place I can kind of say, you know, they're not wrong on that often is, yeah, he he, if he was a normal guy going to the office, he'd be back at the office. But they think another, even just one good hit, he could be in real trouble. Who knows? Breeze is a warrior, so, okay. But let's say those are the top three, and I think it's hard to debate that those three aren't the best three. Now, who's number four? Could be Seattle, and we're going to talk about that game soon, this hour, full preview. I've got a prop bet, by the way, on that game that I like a lot. Um, who else is in the mix? I mean, does t- Tennessee doesn't rise there, I don't think. No. So who no. Uh, go down your rankings. You got Green Bay. All right, so Green Bay, Tampa Bay? I think th- Tampa's not there. Rams? Rams possible. Seattle, Buffalo. Seattle. I don't think Buffalo. So Green Bay, Seattle. Let's let's go with Green Bay cuz this is a good transition. We said Mahomes is the favorite to win the MVP. He's minus 300. Second favorite to win the MVP, Aaron Rodgers, 5-1. to one. Green Bay with the easy win last night.
3: Yeah, it was over pretty quick. It's seemingly there at Lambeau Field as the Packers with a 41-25 win over their arch-rival Chicago Bears.
4: So, Trubisky, not good. Uh, I think that story's been written. It would have been interesting if he came back and just started rolling. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't have been crazy. Um, Here's my concern with Green Bay. when it, And it feels like it's Aaron Rodgers' personality. And again, we don't know these people. I don't. Other media guys don't either. You, you, know, you can interview a guy five times. You don't know him. It feels like when things are going well, he just rides that wave. And let's be honest. Aaron Rodgers creates that wave oftentimes. He makes it easy because of what he does. But when it's a grind-out game, when it's... Just the Colts, even. A regular season grinder. Great example. He seems to come out, Aaron Rodgers and the Packer, on the losing end more often than he should. Does that generally feel like what you see, Fez?
5: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Rodgers just doesn't go for the throat enough compared to some of these other quarterbacks. California Cole. Hey, we're down three. Let's just, you know, get it into overtime. Hopefully things will work out against the Colts instead of just
4: winning the game. And to me... Go back with the Patriots. If you have got time one weekend, you're, this could be sad, but I would do this occasionally. Is go back and just reread or rewatch, you know, the 10-minute version maybe of the Super Bowls the Pats have been in with Brady. Nine of them. You could make the case like in eight of those games that, that either team could have won. I, you could almost, I mean, the Philadelphia won the first time. You know, McNabb, uh, Pat's had that one. It felt like literally the other eight games could have went either way. You don't win Super Bowls very often without grind-em-out games. along. Think about all those Peyton Manning Patriots wars. Jonas, do you agree that Aaron Rodgers doesn't seem to have that grit?
3: Um, yeah, it's it's a weird thing. They also, for a team that loves to run the football, and seemingly the past couple of years, and Matt Lafleur, who came from Tennessee, where they loved, really loved to run the football. When they go up against these teams that like to grind it out, like a San Francisco last year twice, like Indianapolis earlier this year, or even Tampa Bay when they were committed to the run, that. Green Bay for whatever reason it gets away from them early and it just gets ugly. When they lose, they lose ugly the last couple of years. And and I just wonder what that is. And I don't know if it's Aaron Rodgers' personality, I don't know if it's LaFleur's play calling, but it is weird how they get hammered.
4: That's like a bad do. combo. If 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 you when you get hammered, you get hammered bad and you don't don't do well in close games. Well, <laughs> it seems like yeah. there's only one time you do do well. All right, another team possibly, Baltimore that could be in that fourth slot. We got some news on them. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays
3: at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. He's the voice of
4: Vegas, R.J. Bell. All right, let's take our final break. We got a big last segment. We got a best bet from Fez on the game. And a best bet for me on a prop. It's a rare best bet prop for me.
3: That's coming up next. Tease RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted, and it's money making time right here on Fox Sports Radio.
1: Right out of Vegas!
0: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
4: I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas.
3: And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you the fan. So RJ, we have Monday night football from Philadelphia kicking off in a little less than ninety minutes from now. It is the Seahawks and the Eagles right now on pregame.com. Seattle is a six and a half point favorite.
4: So one of the things we do at pregame.com is we track what the odds are at any given time, at various important times for a game. So we have a thing called a summer line. And what is that? It's during the summer, June and July. You can bet here in Vegas on the NFL games. So what did the bettors think before even camp started? So in this game, Philadelphia was favored, amazingly, by two points. That was the summer line. Yeah. You think about their home. Seattle probably had a little better expectation coming in. Home field three before COVID went to two. Okay. Now, if you look at the look-ahead line, what was this line a week ago? So only one weekend hadn't happened. It's last weekend. And again, when we say last, we don't mean a day ago. We mean like eight days ago, before that weekend. So remember, Philly had the one you know, real disappointing loss since. Seattle won that Thursday game against Arizona, right? So that, that was a setup. That, the line in this game was four. So, okay, from the summer, it's a big move. Seattle, four. But now, what's happened since this line opened up? This week, it opened up around five and a half or six. Now it's up currently at six and a half. So, Fez, in every stage, there's been a move towards Seattle. From the summer to this, you know, last week, from last week to the beginning of this week. Yes. From the beginning of this week till now. Seattle, Seattle, Seattle. What do you think of the game itself? I know you got to bet on the total. All
5: right. well, I've lost faith in Carson Wentz. I look at third down conversions, zero for nine against the Giants, two for ten against the Browns. I just cannot bet, and I bet him the last two
4: games. I cannot bet these Eagles. Does that tell us maybe this is the time <laughs> to bet the Eagles? <laughs> is, is is this the ultimate, you know, buy low? Right? I mean, do the Eagles get worse than this? Can they be pre- perceived to be worse than this? No. I mean, I guess if they keep losing, but I don't know how much lower they go. Jonas, what's your feeling? I mean, is Philly as bad as they seem right now?
3: They're bad. And what's concerning is Doug Peterson is now calling these bizarre press conferences where they can't even get a straight answer out of him when it comes to moving forward. Is Carson your guy? Have you thought about benching him? And now there's this report that came out that Jalen Hurts, the backup who they drafted uh, back in April, he's expected to see more playing time and, and could actually throw a few passes as opposed to just a run option when he's been brought in. Right.
4: and He got first team reps this week, right, yeah. is the reporting. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about Hurts for a second. I believe that Philly, if they don't trust Hurts to, to play reasonably well, made a big mistake drafting him, and here's Why? When you draft a quarterback second, it's going to get attention. It's going to be a conversation. If you believed that Wentz was not as good as people thought, if within the Philly organization they had questions about Wentz, it would make a ton of sense to draft someone to try to be a stopgap or a fallback. But you better know by drafting someone second in the second round, that person's going to get attention. Imagine if they didn't draft uh, Hurts. would people be saying, "Go to so and so"? That one guy we saw play once for Texas Tech, or would it, No. They. What, what's that guy's name? Sheffield or something? Who's the third stringer for Philly?
5: Oh, no uh, you,
4: Sudfold. Is it? Oh, yeah. It's Sudfold. Sudfold. Yeah, yeah, something like that. No one's calling for him, right? They're they're <laughs> trying to figure out his name. That when you got a guy that was on Alabama, was in the Heisman race at Oklahoma, you draft him in the second round. He's a he's built in to be the alternative. As they say, the most popular guy in any city usually is the backup quarterback. Especially when I remember with the Steelers, Bubby Brister was there <laughs> and everyone's cheering for Mark Malone. Let me tell you something. I like Mark, I know Mark a little person. Nice guy. He wasn't a Steelers Hall of Fame quarterback. But when you're the backup, you get cheered for. I got a prop bet. Based upon that, then Fez has his bet. We got to do this one quick. My prop is this. Under one and a half touchdowns thrown by Wentz. It's just thrown, right, Fez? Yes. Here's why. There's a chance they're going to sit Wentz down anyway during this game. And if so, you like the under. But if they're going to play Hurts anywhere, it's in the red zone, a few packages down there. I think that decreases the number of chances Wentz will have to throw a touchdown. So my best bet, under 1.5 touchdowns, pretty much even money, Wentz thrown. you got 30 seconds. Fed's for yours. I
5: like the total to go under 49.5, so RJ. So the total on the game, under 49.5. It's all about Pete Carroll in Seattle, who's been passing a lot all year long. Pete Carroll has come out and said, too many turnovers, fundamental change. We've got to get back to running the ball. That's what they did last week. Running the ball more than half the time. I expect the same tonight.
4: Run the ball more. Good for the under. Under 49.5. Another reason I think that he's inclined to run more, they ran last Thursday more and they won. So it affirms him, hey, that's what we should be doing anyway. Hey, tomorrow we'll be talking all about Baltimore-Pittsburgh delayed again.
3: If you missed any of today's show, you can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. Just search for Straight Out of Vegas. We are back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. And as always, you can check out the show every single day on the iHeart Radio app.
1: Straight Out of Vegas!